Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Welcome to another episode of The Sword and Shield. I'm your host, Chief Master Sergeant Christopher Howard, 960th COG Superintendent. And with me today, I have... Cameron Basic Chisholm. I also work at the 960th unit. Well, welcome. I appreciate you uh, taking the time and, and let me ask you a few questions. Thank you for having me. No. Can you tell us, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm originally from Killeen, Texas. Um, I'm 19 years old. I just recently joined the Air Force Reserve. Awesome. So what made you decide to join the Air Force Reserve? Well, I really have a military background, so I'm familiar with all of the branches of the service. And my mom and my dad did 25 years together. Okay. Gotcha. So there was that sense of purpose, that sense of service that you wanted to follow on in those footsteps then? Yes. Okay. So I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a little bit about your experience. You know, how did the, the recruiting process go for you? Well, trying to get an Air Force recruiter is like really hard because they their quarters is always up and everybody wants to be in the Air Force. Because so. it's the best. Yes. Right. <laughs> and so I had to go find them. They couldn't come find me. Okay. And going through high school, you see a whole lot of recruiters from different branches. Okay, so you really wanted to be an Air Force really uh, Air member. That's awesome. So I'm glad that we were able to make that. You were able to make that happen, right? Yes. Uh, so that perseverance got you to uh, through the recruiting process. Uh, so when you finished the recruiting process, did you go directly into BMT or were you part of the DTNF? I was part of DTF for okay. a minute. Um, I got out of the DTF around March. 5th. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit uh, about your experience at the DTNF? Well, the experience was we had like a weekend, like a UTA, like a normal. And um, I had to log in at seven o'clock and stay up there till four. OK, yeah. gotcha. So what, did they teach you a lot of useful items that you were able to leverage for uh, BMT or? They they did. Okay. And they also we also got in touch with a whole lot of people from the different units and 960 just happened to be one of them. Okay. And at the time I didn't know what unit I was belonged to until <laughs> Master Sergeant Boyd, shout out to him, um, said, Airman Chisholm, you do realize your supervisor's on the phone, right? And I didn't realize it was Sergeant Rodriguez. Okay. So. That's awesome. Yeah. No, the D, D and TF uh, coordinators, those, those individuals do a lot of hard work, you yes. know, corralling people, getting information and really setting the stage. So uh, would you say that the DTNF uh, really set the stage for BMT or at least gave you some some good skills to be prepared for it? They gave me some good insight on okay. what to look for and how to pack, especially they said pack as light as you can, because <laughs> when you're leaving basic training, you're going to have a lot of stuff. And they was right about it. OK, so um, tell me a little bit about your BMT experience. How did that go for you? Well, I didn't have the traditional get off the bus and yell in your face. Mine was really, I got off a van. Mm -hmm. I waited for like, for, it felt like an hour. Well, it was really like 30 minutes with my anticipation was so right. high. I got off, I waited. They walked me to the awning and sat there some more. And then as soon as we saw the actual drill sergeant, she was so sweet. She had like a nice voice. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so we was walking to our dorms 
that's when we got yelled at. Gotcha. And I'm, that's when I met my first MTI, Sergeant Faust. Okay. So. Um, when we were talking earlier, actually, I, I want to step back for a second. Um, you were talking, uh, you were telling me about your experience when uh, at MEPS and uh, actually doing your first oath. I was wondering if you can share what you shared with me uh, about that oath, you know, that that feeling. What did you feel when you, t- you first rose your hand and made that commitment? Well, I didn't do the oath at MEPS. Okay. I did it in an um conference room okay. on Fort Hood. But after I'd sworn in, I felt powerful. Like I felt like I was one of the one percent that everybody talks about when they first enter the military. Okay. Because a lot of people don't make it to the military because they right. just give up off rip after the first no or the first doors close in your face. So gotcha. I felt I felt pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, you know that 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 feeling is really uh something that you're not gonna find anywhere else i mm-hmm. think you know that that the moment when you make that commitment and you realize that you're now part of something uh much bigger than you right yes. and even with that that experience in your family of uh your your parents being service members and, and making that commitment now you've done the same thing yes okay um so jumping back to bmt right <laughs> you, you you got the hook right okay yeah. they're nice they're sweet and then all of a sudden bam bam in your face <laughs> run right? up some stairs so when i tell you i have to run Four flights of stairs because my um, dorm's at the top. And I <laughs> had this little, well, it really wasn't little. It was kind of heavy. And I had a book bag and I was running up the stairs and I almost tripped. But I couldn't let, I didn't want to let my MTI see it because then I know I was going to get in more trouble. <laughs> but when I was coming in, I was the last person to get there okay. because I didn't have the other experience where they was staying up till like two o'clock in the morning, going to sleep, waking up. No, I actually had a good nice rest, woke up at 11 a.m. Just got on the van. It was amazing. So I didn't have that. But everybody, when I got in there, I was huffing and puffing and I was looking around. It looked like a jail cell, kind of, sort of, because it was the B bunk and A bunk. And I went to A bunk and everybody just stared at me. And I was like, oh, my God, why are y'all staring at me like, you know, nervous? Not to know, not to realize I was the tallest female. And I've always been tall my whole entire life. So that wasn't nothing new. But it was it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, 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 that fresh experience. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if I should be happy for you or <laughs> angry that you didn't get yelled at. Because I can tell you, you know, I got off that bus and pick it up, drop them down, pick them up, drop them down. What are you looking at? Right. <laughs> it was uh, it was crazy. But then again, you know, my memory starts to, to wane since I'm so old. Yeah. Um, but no, that's good that you had a good experience uh, and then you, you started off. So I was wondering if you can share with the audience, uh, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly of BMT. So the good part was we had three course meals and the food, the Air Force food, I would say is downright amazing. <laughs> and I had dessert, which was peanut butter and jelly. Uh, or me, I ate four sandwiches and I can eat. So with those you know, Simmons, I killed everything on my plate. And then for dinner, they had the protein bars. I don't know if you like the strawberry protein bars, but I love it. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm definitely hating on you right now. Right? <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I, I, you know, I w- I'll tell you, man, uh, that uh, trying to go up there for dessert uh, at the snake pit mm-hmm. was a no go. Really? <laughs> yeah, they, they, things would get thrown at you, they'd yell <laughs> at you. Uh, and they didn't have protein bars back then. Maybe because it's COVID, so different programs. <laughs> Maybe, you know, like I said, I'm not really hating on you. I know it's great, but. <laughs> well, at least I wasn't a child runner because. Um, they nitpicked on how you uh, oh, positioned yeah. yourself and did your reporting statement. And if you messed up the whole time, well, you know, the whole time lunchroom's already quiet. So right. 
they were like, surgery, what? And then they just <laughs> get on them. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, and that's what I got to see, right? So going up there to get a, you know, a piece of cheesecake or some jello or so anything. We didn't have cheesecake or jello in there. Yeah. So well, this is the nineties, so it was a little bit different. We had we had <laughs> coffee. At first they tried to tell us we couldn't oh. drink coffee, but then my auntie, I was like, go ahead, drink it. And they yell at you, say, tell them that we said that you couldn't. And after that, I was I was hooked. Yeah, nope. It was, you know, you had to have uh, a couple of waters on there. You might be able to get the, the colored water. Uh, they had like orange and they had green. And I don't know. Was it flavored water? Because I had orange juice, cranberry juice. It wasn't juice. Yeah, they, they, they said it might have been juice, but <laughs> it was more like a non-carbonated a, drink non-carbonated, and, yeah. and a bottle of water. And you're supposed to have the fill. You're supposed to have like a big old filled uh, water bottle. And you're supposed to drink it all the way down. Uh-huh. See, I didn't do that. I got away with it only one time I got caught and I hated it. We had our canteens and we were always in the canteens and yeah, you did get lucky with the, the flavored water. Um, yeah, it definitely was a lot different. Now, I'll tell you, uh, after uh, becoming a chief and, and I had the opportunity to go over for a, uh, a tour. And one of the best things that I enjoyed about the tour at the time was being able to sit next to the snake pit. With the TIs, talk to the TIs and not get yelled at for eating. Because you're not training them. Right. <laughs> the smell. The smell was the same. I can tell you that, that 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 dining facility smells the same today as it did in the 90s. I'm sure it smells the same way it did in the 80s. I don't know what they do, but it's the same smell. As like muscle memory walked in like, oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> see, I still see my training, uh, basic training, because my lodging is like literally right across the street. So okay. when the rebels go off, I hear all the MTIs yelling and everything. Awesome. So yeah, you get a little bit of taste. Of it. So like uh, it, it was decades before I came back through here from the time uh, I went through basic training. Uh, my, my dorm still stands um, back at the, the 322. Uh, were you with Alcatraz or were you Disneyland? So back at the time, it was it was called Mother Russia. Oh. So it was a little bit different, yeah. Huh? So um, it's right there on the end, right there on the corner. And uh, yeah, it was second to none. So and then uh, so you finished BMT. So you, you love the food. Mm-hmm. So that's the good. Yeah. What was the bad? The bad part was PT in the morning. Yeah. I was, was not accustomed to waking up at 545 and throwing on whatever the PT uniform was of the day. Hopefully it wasn't cold and rainy. And <laughs> if you were, you have to put your ECWWs on. But I just, it took me a while to warm up to that because when I wake up, I don't automatically be on the go and I have to like sit there, process my day. No, there was no time for that. You <laughs> had to get up, make right. your bed up and run upstairs or run downstairs, work out for like an hour and then take a shower. Right. Or if you're not lucky, go eat. And you just smell bad. So gotcha. Yeah. I can tell you a real world experience of how that works out for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So I used to be on alert crew and the klaxon goes off the horn. You just jump up and run. So mm-hmm. I, I'll say BMT definitely got me prepared for that. It's just blind muscle memory, you know, screaming, yelling and everybody <laughs> running. Right. So yeah. uh, it, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but you also shared with me earlier um, about how you had to work towards a goal on that PT. So it was bad, but you worked through it. Yeah. And then you had that success. Can you share that with our listeners? So basically the run part, they all, everybody's going to tell you that the run part is like the hardest part. Right. It might be for some, but it only takes like three weeks for your body to get in condition and actual running. But if you have like a, like a, not a strong core mm-hmm. and you're trying to work out with the sit-ups, it's going to be a lot difficult. And that was my struggle. And so when everybody was done with PT, 
I just knew I was not about to fail and get recycled because I'm not going back to week one. No, no. definitely not. <laughs> so failure was not an option. Some people actually quit and they told one of my MTIs that they didn't want to do it. So right. they quit or whatever. But me, I had a determination to like go through it. So everybody will be either studying I'll be in the uh, day room by myself for hours on end, just like doing sit-ups, crunches, and all the other stuff to uh, power my way through um, okay. working out. So how did it feel when you actually hit that that number that you were going for? I'm not going to lie. I almost shed a tear, but yeah. I'm not going to do it in front of people. I'll go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did I, after I did my final PT test. I cried a little bit and I was like, yes, but I knew it was official when I got my airman's coin on right. that day. Even though it was raining, we had to like stay underneath the awning so we didn't have the traditional right. stuff. So. But it was that sense, right? Here's Here was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Here's what you decided to and, you, and you did the work. You yes. did the hard work to get there and then you got to reap the reward. Yes. So um, it's that, that self-preservation or perseverance, you know, that uh, that's key there. So yeah. we got the good, we got the bad. Now, what was the ugly? What's ugly? I got in trouble one time. I got a, okay, so <laughs> I got a U for forgetting to bring my shoes to an appointment. And I guess that day my MTI was not feeling it. He even said that he was not on his A game that day. <laughs> so I picked the wrong day to forget my shoes to go to an appointment, which made everybody 30 minutes late that was on my ticket. And so... I'm in the bathroom. I'm searching. I'm searching. I'm searching. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot my shoes. And so one of my other flight mates, they came into the bathroom and they, you know, being a good wingman, they went upstairs. And before they can come downstairs, our MTI saw them and asked them, what would you do? And they said, hey, I'm about to help out Airman Chisholm, blah, blah, blah. Right. And before that, they can even get the Airman Chisholm part out. He like darts downstairs and like finds me. He's like, you're getting a you for the week. And I was like, Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things that, that it's always, uh, you know, a gut check. I know that I had a 341 back in the day pulled yeah. uh, for, for making some uh, goofy mistakes. Um, but that gut check definitely teaches you one or two things, you know, and being prepared is one of those things. So I, I'm sure you took a little bit from it, you know, was uncomfortable at the moment. But yeah. I mean, we talked you, about it. You made it through. Yeah. Right? We so. actually sat down and talked about it. And he wasn't. He said he was never mad at me. He just mm-hmm. wanted to teach me a lesson about paying attention to details. Right. And now I do that. And even with this job, it comes with paying attention to details, especially when you're making orders and everything. Right. Like that. Very important. Yes. Right. So there's always a reason. Right. Yes. So graduate BMT, you got your coin. Great things. Mm-hmm. Right. How'd that feel? Amazing. Yeah. Except for they said that even if you did get the coin, you are liable to get recycled until <laughs> you put your foot on that bus or that plane. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They, they told us similar things. We didn't get the coin back in the day, mm-hmm. um, but the, you know, parade day was a big deal. And then, you know, you know, base pass and town pass. It was always great. And then you go on to tech school. So how was your experience at tech school? First day, well, actually the first hour when we got there to Keesler, I thought we were about to yell at. So everybody was all nervous and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we got to the actual baseball field or the field, it was like, you know, you can relax, right? Like now we see you as our peers because now you're not a trainee, you're an airman. And so as I'm talking to you, that's how I can talk to my MTLs. It was chill. It felt like Keesler University. I know they don't want to call it Keesler University, <laughs> but it, it was basically a university. Gotcha. But we make the transition, right? So there's got to be a natural succession of, okay, here, I need you to focus here. Mm-hmm. And now I want to open up the door to, uh, 
you know, learning, yeah. right? So that's where I guess the Keesler U comes into. Yeah. Um, so there's got to be some good structure. There has to be some rigidness to it, but uh, a little bit more flexibility than uh, BMT. So um, what was the good, the bad and ugly of uh, tech school? Uh, okay, the good part was I got to sleep in <laughs> yeah. on Fridays. We didn't have, apparently they're supposed to have like off days, but every day, every Friday was an off day for us. So I slept in on Fridays. I didn't have a person on my back of my neck, like, go there, go there. Like, you know, I got to pick and choose who, where I wanted to go. Okay. Gotcha. So just to clarify, what, what AFSC do you hold? What, what tech school did you go to? Keesley University. <laughs> no, which AFSC? Oh, uh, AFSC, uh. You're a 3F? 3F5. 3F5. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So you, you went there for, for that school and okay. What was the ugly of, of Keesler? It was hot. Yeah. I didn't like the weather. <laughs> it was sticky and it was hot. Gotcha. And I'm from Texas, so I'm familiar with heat, but I have dry heat, not wet heat, where after it rains, it's all muggy and like you can feel your skin and it's just <laughs> disgusting. It still sounds like you had a a, a pretty good uh, run at uh, at tech school. Mm-hmm. I, my I had instructors that were taking bets on if I was going to make it to Leavenworth or not and win. Uh, they just thought I was uh, definitely a problem child. <laughs> <laughs> I know that surprises a few, uh, but not really. And so, <laughs> so then you you graduate tech school. How did that go for you? How did that feel? Like a weight lifted. Yeah, I felt amazing. And then mm-hmm. when I finally got my certificate, I was like, yes. Okay. Yeah. We didn't know until that morning if we were going to graduate or not. And then they gave us uh, our pens for mm-hmm. our original um, AFSC badge. Yeah. And that, that was a big deal. We had to be in blues and everything for it. it oh, was... blues and <laughs> Nope. Full blues. Uh, you didn't know if you were going to graduate till that moment. So it was a it was a risk taker. <laughs> so in Keesler, did y'all have like the end of the month where you have to wear the blues or was that like how was that? Uh, we wore blues uh, on different rotations. It just depends, uh-huh. right? So uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was you know pre nine eleven. It it was uh, in the nineties, and it was a little bit different, but uh, it was uh, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So for me, if you was phase one, you had to wear blues though all day, and then when yep. you get to phase two, then you get to like wear your civilian, but you had to wear your LCPs during the duty hour. Yeah, it was pretty much uh, it was uh, BDUs. And it was PT gear for the the first uh, round, unless of course you went to class, and then that would be blues on certain days, and then um, you just kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we had PT back then. It was the pyramid, or it was the, considered the triangle, and we had these old World War II styled uh, multi layered uh, buildings that we. Uh, you saw, when you say the triangle, you talking about like the outline, the training area. Yes. So, oh, we still have the triangle. Yeah. It, I think that they've done a, some changes. They used to have the roads through there, and it looks like they've done a lot of uh, different uh, upgrades. So that was always good. But, uh, yep, a lot different. And now you go out of tech school to your first duty station, and that's where you are today. You've only been here for about a month, right? I believe so. So what's that experience been like? Um, well, no, uh, you've finished all the training, and now you're at the first duty station. I would say it's a big transition okay. in a good way. I mean, I got... Now I get to actually be in the operational Air Force and get a feel of how that's actually going. And I like it so far. So you so. found the real Air Force? Yes. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> it's, there you go. There's always rumors of like, well, this ain't the real Air Force, but finally we found it. That's yes. awesome. <laughs> and I mean, I have a amazing supervisors and everything and I have an amazing chief. He's a little quirky, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. <thank> you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So 
Well, with that said, I mean, I really do appreciate your time. Anything you, any kind of advice you would want to give to a potential airman or your airman that are coming up behind you right now? I would say this, find out your weakest point when it comes to fitness before uh, going to BMT, whether it be the push-ups, sit-ups, or run, and make sure that you max out on that uh, PT requirement so you won't have to worry about it for the upcoming basic training. Awesome. Some great advice, right? Yes. And then always keep your head up, have those goals. And those goals really do mean something when you yes. can make, make them happen. So, yeah. well, uh, Aaron Chisholm, I really do appreciate your time, your Thank candidness, you. um, the fact that you're willing to sit here and chit chat with this quirky guy. Um, <laughs> Definitely uh, makes my day, helps uh, us share stories about uh, our airmen and kind of share those experiences that are happening out there. So thank you for your time. Thank you for having me again. All right. Thank you. And then uh, Gladiators, uh, thank you for your, uh, your dedication. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for everything you do throughout the month. And thank you for uh, your dedication to this nation. Me and my family greatly appreciate it. Uh, get after it. And remember, stab our enemies in the face through cyberspace.